0: But the angel of the Lord told Elijah, who was from Tishbe, Go and confront the messengers of the king of Samaria and ask them, Is there no God in Israel? Why are you going to Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, to ask whether the king will recover? 2 Kings 1 3. Again, we're using the New Living Translation today. We pick up with Elijah today as we step over into 2 Kings. The setting has changed a bit. Ahab has died, and his son Ahaziah is now king. with parents like Ahab and Jezebel, You can guess what his character is like. We learn from the last verses in first kings that Ahaziah did evil in the Lord's sight, served and worshipped Baal, and provoked the anger of the Lord. Second kings opens with Ahaziah falling through the latticework. Of an upper room of his palace. He is seriously injured and wants to know if he will survive. So he sends his messengers on a quest to find out. They are to seek Beelzebub, the god of Ekron. But the Lord has other plans. In verse 3, which we opened with, God once again calls on Elijah to speak his truth to the king. Verse 4 continues Now therefore, This is what the Lord says. You will never leave the bed you are lying on. You will surely die. So Elijah went to deliver the message. The fate of the king is sealed. Ahaziah is facing the consequences of his choices. Even as he's lying in bed, gravely injured, he does not call on God. He seeks out Baalzebub. Even this can be an opportunity for God to get the attention of the king and his people. Again, the Lord calls Elijah into action. Ahaziah knows Elijah by the men's description and seeks to arrest him. Perhaps he isn't too happy with the verdict given by God. Elijah may have been tempted to say an earlier version of, Don't shoot the messenger, but God's got it under his control as we see in verses 9 through 12. Ahaziah sends a captain of 50 men to arrest Elijah, who is sitting on top of a hill. God's judgment descends from heaven as fire that destroys them all. Then it all happens again a second time. Verses 13 to 15 describe the third attempt. Once more, the king sent a third captain with 50 men. But this time, the captain went up the hill and fell to his knees before Elijah. He pleaded with him, O man of God, please spare my life and the lives of these your fifty servants. See how the fire from heaven came down and destroyed the first two groups, but now please spare my life. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him. And don't be afraid of him. So Elijah got up and went with him to the king. What dispels God's judgment? Humility and reverence. This captain respected the Lord and Elijah, and he cared about the lives of his men. This is a man God can work with. This is Elijah's safe passage through enemy territory. Elijah is able to speak God's message to Ahaziah, and verse 17 tells us, Ahaziah died just as the Lord had promised. This is one of the last accounts of Elijah, and the next week or two will wrap up his life in a unique way. Still, we find Elijah obedient. God gives him a mission, and he goes. One thing Elijah does well is follow God. This account finds Elijah sitting on a hill, a strategic position, but seemingly unprotected. He can see who's coming. However, he's not braced for battle. He's not taking on 50 men at a time. There is no obvious fortification. He's letting God fight his battle. I'm sure he's not eager to face Ahaziah any more than he was to face Ahab or Jezebel. But he's still here. He's sitting on a hill doing what God calls him to. He's letting God show his might. Once again, he is witness to the consuming power of fire from heaven. Yet, Elijah remains open to the Lord's prompting As the situation changes, with the third captain, a new situation is presented. A safe passage opens. The Lord knows Elijah's fears and speaks to them directly. He tells Elijah to not be afraid. God's still holding his hand. When we move in God's will, it is the safest place even if we are walking into enemy territory. As we listen closely to the Spirit and are open to His promptings, we are able to discern when we need to wait and when He's asking us to move. It makes no difference what the enemy has planned. If God directs our steps, He makes a way. Isaiah 54, 17 reminds us that when we walk with God, no weapon turned against us will succeed. God is greater than any scheme, any dark valley, and any fear. Only through humility and reverence can we approach God with a spirit worthy of Him. As we live in this place of surrender, His hand feels more steady in ours, or rather, our hands more confidently reach out to take his. His hand is always unwavering, always mighty, and always full of compassion. In this clasping of hands, fear is eradicated. Grasp the hand of Jesus and listen is it time to sit on the hill or is it time to move let's pray Heavenly Father we fall to our knees before you we surrender our agendas and humbly worship you our lives are precious to us just as they are precious to you Thank you for the promise of your hand that is always extended to us. You will never leave us. Thank you for fighting the battles. We honor your power and your strength. Speak to our spirits. Be with us as we wait for your word to move. There is obedience in the waiting as well. As we face situations we never imagined we would, we cling to your hand. Speak to our fears. Dissolve them as our confidence in you overshadows them. To you be the glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Your time is precious, and I appreciate it. We're going to be hanging with Elijah this summer and seeing how his journey can help us reflect and grow stronger in our faith as we continue to fight our hard battles. I hope you will stick around to hear more. If you'd like to read on your own, Elijah's account begins in 1 Kings 17 and continues through 2 Kings 2. I'd also like to invite you to check out my recently launched website, at HLynnPierce.com. It's one more way I can connect with you. You can claim a copy of my prayer victory for free by subscribing to my twice-monthly encouraging email called A Taste of Tranquility. This is to help you step from the swirling winds of life's storms into the eye for a moment and refocus on our anchor, Jesus. I hope to see you there. As always, your battle may look different than mine but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.